0: Hey guys, it's Holly. And it's Reese. And this is the Deadly Deadly Discourse Discourse Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back for episode two. (laughs) We hope you guys liked episode one last week, uh, the Texas eyeball killer. We got a lot of good reviews on our Apple and Spotify podcast. Thank you guys so much for that, by the way. It really means a lot. It really does. It made me so happy seeing all of y'all's responses and stuff Yeah, it literally made my day. Thank you for taking your time out to... Review our potty. Our, our, our potty. potty. <laughs> um, so last week, Reese uh, led the case, mm-hmm. and this week, it is I taking on the daunting task. I am very excited. I think I, again, have given her a little too many details over the past few weeks about it, so she won't be super surprised. I only know, like, a little bit, so it's fine. You only know a little bit? Of, okay. Yeah, okay. because I only know, like, who it is. Okay. But I don't know, like, what they've done. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're about to find out. All right. Let's get into it. We might as well get started. Yes, let's get... Let's get started! <laughs> what is that from? I don't know. I don't know either. All right. <laughs> so, uh, my case is going to be on Mary Bell, more specifically known as UK's 11-year-old serial killer. 11 years old? 11 years old. That's She doesn't kill 11 year olds. She oh, yeah. herself was 11. That's what I thought. You meant last week and I was like, oh no. I know. <laughs> I oh like... yes. And by the way, trigger warning, there is going to be um, the death of children in this case. If that's something that's not your tea, please do not listen to this episode. A lot of children? No. Just like, you know, like a couple. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you, know, okay. Just like a, you know, just like a couple of children. Does she? Okay, we'll get into it. Yeah, okay, we'll get I'm into not gonna it. ask too yeah. many questions. Okay. <laughs> so, Mary Bell, she was born Mary Flora Bell in um, May 26, nineteen fifty seven, to a Betty McCricket, who was her mother, and um, her father was never named. They don't know who her father was. Oh, okay. Uh, she was born and raised in Northumberland, England, and was raised on North Whitehouse Road in the Scotswood area of Newcastle, UK. Is so weird with Why their cities. Why do they have a Whitehouse Road? at... I mean, I thought that was an American thing. No, I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, we're from there. We might have like derived that. From oh, that true, in, true. In some sense. Uh, but uh, Newcastle as a city was notorious for having the highest rates in unemployment, crime and alcoholism in Britain okay. In all of Britain. It was one of like the biggest cities. And, and that was as of 1968. I'm not sure what the stats are now, but um, at least back then. Uh, it was also a street that had a very, very, very high unemployment rate, over 50%, and that includes the sex workers in the unemployed category, or sorry, really? in the employed category. Huh. So they're counting sex workers as people that are working. Is sex work legal there? No, but they're just, like, being like, oh, you know, like, out of everyone working, including sex workers, 50% of them are still unemployed. So it's just kind of like a half, half on half thing. Um, there was also a constant police presence in the area for domestic abuse issues, drug activities, and, you know, of course, sex workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, it's, like, not a great place to grow up. Um, there was a lot of delinquent behavior and uh, welfare. Oh, I say welfare because I don't know what UK's term is. Do they have welfare? Is that what I it's... mean, it's probably just called welfare. Okay. Cause... Well, a lot of welfare families, very poor, very lower, lower class uh, Families, okay. I should say. Um, <laughs> it was a small town though, so everyone kind of knew each other. Yeah. And children were free to play, free to roam, no parental supervision. You know, that's just how it rolled back then. It was like Winterfell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been watching a lot <laughs> of. She's been watching a lot of Game of Thrones right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's but, but like, five. everyone knows. Each other and it's like yeah everyone knows each other just run around no supervision they're like hey Jimmy get home at four o'clock when (laughs) I ring the bells that kind of thing yeah Um, so going back to Mary uh, her mother Betty McCricket uh, looked just like her so they both had dark hair beautiful striking blue eyes. I do not have a picture of her. Oh. I'm so sorry. I was I was gonna show you a picture. Um, I made a Google Doc. Yeah. But I made it on my work computer and I did not put it on our Google Drive. I'm oh, so sorry. No. Uh, so maybe I'll maybe we'll post the photos though. So yeah, you guys can yeah, yeah, You guys will definitely be able to see the photos of Mary and her mom. But so. um, Betty McCricket was employed as a sex worker. Like nice. I said, they included that in their employment. Uh, she was not a very nice lady not a very nice lady yes yes uh, she was a prostitute you know a sex worker uh, was never around she was always out to glasgow which is one of the larger cities in the area for work just to see if like she could get any get any men she was a lady of the night if you will <laughs> uh, there are reports that betty possibly suffered from munchausen syndrome by proxy yeah uh, and i'll bring that up a little bit later i genuinely... wait mary or uh betty 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 did did i say betty I think you did. Okay. Okay. I think I just, I think I just skipped right over the name and I was like, wait, who?" I'm sorry. There's a (laughs) lot of names in this case too. So I'll try to make sure to go back over them. Yeah. But, um, I genuinely don't, I don't think that's true. But, um, Betty, the mother, uh, married her stepfather, Billy Bell, when Mary was 10 months old. Mm -hmm. Um, and since she didn't really have a father figure, Billy kind of stepped into that role. And Billy was actually very, very sweet to Mary Loved her, treated him, or treated her like his own daughter. Just, like, a very nice, caring man. Uh, Even though Betty, the mother, fucking hated Mary. Oh, no. Literally hated her. Do we know if, uh, if, what's his name, was employed? Billy? Billy, yeah. No, Billy was a career criminal. Oh, (laughs) Yes, he did not have a job, he... (laughs) Uh, basically just robbed a bunch of places all the time, um, and he was sent to prison for a short period of time for armed robbery. Mm-hmm. I was gonna look up his crime record for a little bit more detail, however, it was a lot of shit, and I was like, that's not really related to the case in whatsoever, so I do not want to bring up an entire, like, 30-45 minute thing on Billy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, <laughs> Billy. Uh, but, sort of going back to how Mary's mother did not like her, apparently, whenever Mary was born... Betty, the mother, looked at her and said, and I quote, take that thing away from me. Yes. Oh. And by the way, Betty had her when she was 16, 17. Okay. So she, she was pretty young. I don't think it was a planned uh, pregnancy, but at the same time, please don't treat your offspring like that. Exactly. Like, <laughs> please just give them up for adoption. It's not their fault that like you got pregnant, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, so please like... don't harbor hatred hatred toward your child that has done literally nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, she's, yeah, she said, take that thing away from me after she gave birth. Uh, she also tried to give Mary away a couple of times, uh, to relatives being like, hey, can you take her? Twice, two complete strangers. Dumb. Yeah. yeah, just being like, hey, you, you want this fucking kid that I've got? And one time a lady did actually take her, and Betty's sister had to go and get Mary back. You know, that sounds very similar to the Charles Manson case. Doesn't it? you know Charles Manson was, uh, like- given away as a child and stuff. I did not know that. Yeah, that's crazy he- So, circling back to Mary, uh, her mother did not like her. She got her back, the mother's sister got her back from the stranger who Betty gave her to. Uh, and family members recall at least four, at least four occurrences when Betty had actively tried to actually kill Mary. Oh, yes. Uh, Mary was known to be quote-unquote accident-prone, yeah, uh, and one time, a- at a very young age, two or three, walked and fell out of a window and managed to overdose on sleeping pills. Had to get her stomach pumped Oh, so she was accident-prone? Yeah, she was accident-prone. Somehow she accidentally opened a bottle of pills, took a bunch, and then fell out of a window. <laughs> you know far the ice window? A winder. A window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how far was the window? Yeah. Uh, it was two and a half stories. How old was she? She was only, like, two or three. What the she heck? Like, uh, actually, so she was were, not boom. fine. There um, is the, uh, the the brain trauma. Yeah, <laughs> right there. Literally. literally. <laughs> That's needed to be a fucking psychopath. Uh, and there was multiple eyewitness accounts of Betty throwing her from the window. And she was like, no, she's just accident prone. <laughs> Bro, we literally saw you chuck her out of the window like a hot she not potato. How away? I, I don't really think they fucking cared. You know, it's a bunch of, like, low... Income, wealth, and what families. Nineteen sixty-eight. Oh, they're probably like, oh. I mean, I mean, last case they tied the child to the porch, so I don't, True. <laughs> I don't True. Really think they care that much, <laughs> right? Uh, so, due to the fall, Mary sustained severe brain damage after her fall, um, and it it wasn't suspected whether the damage was actually due to the fall or the actual abuse that she would endure on some occasions. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably from the fucking fall. Uh, she did actually injure her prefrontal cortex during mm-hmm. the fall. And that is the area of the brain that is related to controlled activities and the capacity of decision making. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, so some offset um Como se dice? What? After effects, I guess. Well, side effects. Side effects, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's just start over. <laughs> So, some side effects of her prefrontal cortex injury um, would be defective social and moral reasoning. Oh, yes. And, and, in fact, the earlier on in life these injuries occur, the more severe the symptoms are. You know, sick. see, that's something that I find really interesting about most serial killers is they, they most of the time, they have mostly like, got a bonk. Yeah, they mostly have got bonked. Yeah. Yeah, like they either fell, they got like hit with something, yeah. or like, oh, there's this one it's case. It's the brain. It's man. the brain, man. Don't, don't fuck with your kid's don't, brain. Don't fuck with your kid. Don't throw <laughs> them out of a window. <laughs> don't throw them out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> that should be like bare minimum. Don't throw your kid out the window, but you yeah, know. Yeah. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. Uh, a good example of a, and one of the most famous examples of a prefrontal cortex injury, um, which you learn about in like Psych 101, is Phineas Gage, uh, the railroad worker who had an iron rod accidentally go through his front skull, lived, but he was never the same. Oh. you are like, is hey, that Phineas guy? Yeah, he's just fucking weird now. <laughs> apparently he was known for bouts of random rage. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. So it's like, prefrontal cortex injuries are not something to be played around with. Not that you should be playing around with brain injuries of any sort. Yes, but they're very serious. (laughs) Uh, Also, Betty was a sex worker, you know. I mean, she didn't really hang around the best type of people. And Billy could never really protect Mary as much as he probably would want to. Mm -hmm. So around the ages of four or five, and what from what Mary could remember, it could have been earlier... Mary was subjected to sexual assaults by her mother's clients, and these carried on until she was eight years old. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. That is terrible. She has a brain injury. She's got the sexual abuse trauma. Mm -hmm. She's got the mother absolutely hating her guts trauma. Literally, like, the worst toxic cocktail already starting, and she's only, what, eight. So, um, Yeah. Uh, Mary distinctly remembered when she was six years old, she was on her way with her mom to visit some relatives, and her mother threatened to put her in a sentry box, which is, if you don't know what a sentry is, it's like those guard things in front of the, like, Queen's Castle. Oh, really? Yeah, you know the guys with the the funny top hats? Mm Mm-hmm. And they have, like, a box if they want to, if it's, like, raining or something. Yeah. They stand in the box. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's, like, a sentry box. Okay, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, That's cool. I didn't either. I didn't know it until I had to Google it. Uh, But she threatened to put her in the sentry box if she told anyone stories of how she was being abused. Um, Oh, so she was gaslighting her now. Yeah, she was gaslighting her. Wow. Yeah, and that was just, that's Mary's villain origin story, I guess you should say.
1: It's um, sort of villain
0: arc right now. Yeah, literally. Uh, so this case actually does involve two serial killers. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. It does. We got a double whammy. Yes, the 11-year-old Mary Bell and her best friend, Norma Bell of No Relation. No. What no, the it's, fuck it's, is that? Oh, it's from there. <laughs> okay. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> That's just... Gonna oh, oh, that so I don't know if you guys heard that the fucking door just jiggles and, and then slams. It, it, it slammed. It pretty much just slammed. Norma? They, but Norma is like you, Norma and Mary? No. We wanna play. The way that I will kill myself right now. Please oh do not joke. <laughs> no, 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 Okay, okay, okay. It's okay. just air conditioning. <laughs> it just does that. Okay. Alright, we just stared at that door for like 30 seconds straight. <laughs> no. You should leave that in. I'm that was hilarious. <laughs> okay, so introducing Norma. Yeah. Uh, Norma uh, she was, she, yeah, yeah, she was just a girl. She grew up with ten brothers and sisters, which oh. is a lot. And I don't I don't want to touch a lot of base on Norma. She's not, she doesn't really matter that much. She's just a character in the game, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, she's, she's an NPC. Um, yeah, she was described as having a round face. Yeah, she's an NPC. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! I just got that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was described as having a round face that looked perpetually puzzled. And large, soft brown eyes. Just always looking like, huh? what? <laughs> She sounds like a cutie. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's actually not that cute, though. Oh. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually don't think she's that cute, but whatever. <laughs> I haven't seen a picture of her. Just the description seems cute. So, they were bestie friends. Bestie to Westies. Yeah. Um, they both attended DeLaval Road Junior School. And both were known... As school bullies. Oh. In one case, uh, Mary actually attempted to strangle a few children and even once put out a cigarette on the cheek of a younger female (laughs) child. Oh, (laughs) man, what? (laughs) Yes. In the schoolyard. She Where'd you get a cigarette from? I don't know, but it's UK. You oh, know, everyone's fucking smokes over there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're just like, yeah, it's good for ya. Hey. It's good for your bones. Smoke <laughs> a cigarette. They just they did not care back then. Uh, one attempt of strangling was done by her holding down a little girl, Norma, holding her down, right, and Mary filled her mouth with sand and then strangled her. So oh my not gosh. only was she choking on sand. But also tiny little girl hands were wrapped around her neck, and then Norma, who was actually quite big for her age, was just holding down the child. Holy, where shit. are the teachers at? <laughs> where are they at? They're on smoke break. Yeah, <laughs> they're fucking smoking. They gave Mary the cigarette. Exactly. Hey, you want to hit? Hey, do you want to hit? Hey, take this and fuck off, okay? <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, it was noted that Norma was a little bit older than Mary yeah. um, and had some learning difficulties. Uh, and could have been led by Mary easily to do her bidding. Um, I believe they did argue that in the trial. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Norma was acquitted of all charges. Yeah. She wasn't charged with anything. And I think wh- that's one of the reasons. They're like, this bitch is just big and dumb mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. does not know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the crimes. Yeah, let's totally do these that. These two little psychopaths. I'm ready. I think Norma is a psychopath as well. Not a psychopath, but like... Yeah. Okay, um, I'll get it. Say, it. Tell, say it how it is. She's a, She's a psychopath. She's <laughs> psychopath. Yeah. Alright. So, let's get into it. Uh, the first victim. Very sad. Again, trigger warning. Children die. Can I ask how many people she died? How many people she, she how many? How many people she uh, killed? She died two kids. She died two <laughs> kids. She died two kids. She, so yeah, she, she, she killed she two? She killed two kids. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. That's not what I wanted to hear. I know. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, very sad. They're also both very young. Oh. Yeah. let's get into it, I guess. <laughs> let's get into <laughs> it, guys. <laughs> uh, the first victim was Martin Brown. He was four years and two months old. Yeah, hmm. very sad. No. He was a baby. What he the was, fuck? Yeah, there's a picture of him. He was so handsome. I know, it's That's so sad. sad. That hurts my heart so bad. Yeah, it's just... And, I just I still don't know how to take it. Yeah. What well, you'll get a feeling of Mary more at the end of the case, but yeah. they painted her as a monster when this came out. She sounds like news. a monster right yeah, now. Yeah, she's fucking crazy. She's crazy. she's yeah. wild. You know. Yeah, that's just crazy. that's just Mary. Alright, so Martin Brown. Yes. Uh, he was born to jo- <laughs> He was born to June and Georgie Brown. Uh, he had a younger sister named Lily who was only one year old and they shared a bedroom. Uh, family said that they're actually very close, and Martin would take care of her and would actually feed and dress her sometimes. Oh my gosh. He was very doting and loving as a little four-year-old. Oh my gosh! So sad. Why do they have to take the sweetest ones? <sighs> I don't because get it. The angels have to return mm. to heaven, Reesey. I suppose. I suppose. Uh, so the crimes occurred in the spring of nineteen sixty-eight, and they occurred over a nine-week period. Oh, both of the deaths. Um, she took a semester off and just did it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, damn. In nine weeks. Uh, so, Martin Brown was killed on May 25th, 1968. That was the day after Mary Bell turned 11. That's my great grandparents' uh, anniversary. wedding anniversary. That was disgusting. <laughs> Tell them to change it immediately. <laughs> uh, so... Basically, uh, she strangled Martin to death in an abandoned house, number 85 on St. Margaret's Road. How did she get him there? Uh, Martin had gone off that day early in the morning after breakfast to his Aunt Rita's house. Um, and he had asked her for butter and bread as a snack. Um, and she denied him because the butter was for tea only because they put butter in tea. You know how you put butter in coffee? And they thing. were keto before? Oh my god, they were keto! <laughs> Martin replied to her and said after she denied him, I'm not coming to your bloody house no more. I won't come again, and left. And that was the last time that the aunt saw him alive. Oh, no. That's so sad. Yeah, just sad. Just a sad story. Uh, <laughs> give, was, him, give the baby the butter and bread. Come Give on. him the butter and bread. Oh, my gosh. Uh, there was a shop named Dixon's in the area, and that was kind of where everyone would go. It was just kind of like their convenience shop, I guess. Yeah. Um, Martin came in around 3 p.m. to ask his father, Georgie, for money so he could buy a lollipop. Um, that was around three, three ten p.m. is the timestamp they um they think, and that was the last time that anyone saw Martin alive besides Norman and Mary. Oh. So he got his lollipop after being denied his butter and bread, and he wandered off to go play in the streets, because no one would watch the children. They would literally just let them walk around. Yeah, that's the first mistake. But I'm not parent blaming here because they probably felt no, felt they probably so... felt safe. You know, yeah, it's they... like a small community. Everyone knows each other. It was supposed to be safe, right? I can only imagine, like, how his parents felt. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's just, it's, it's really sad. Uh, so, around 3.30, 3.40, which is pretty close, it's only, like, a 20-minute window that mm-hmm. they found him, uh, a group of three schoolboys were gathering wood to build a pigeon coat, which is, like, a little small house for pigeons Yeah, whatever. gotcha. Um, and they were collecting wood from derelict houses, which are, like, old, run-down houses on, um... Saint Margaret's Road, mm-hmm. and they were in one of the bedrooms, and they found his body. Oh, yeah. So a group of schoolboys had to find a little four-year-old's body. That is so terrifying. Terrifying. It's terrifying. So. Imagine if they hadn't gone in there. How long he'd been yeah. in there, you know? Well, at least they found him quickly, though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So but I'm sure that was probably really traumatic. It's like a fresh mm-hmm. body. And yeah. S- at that age, <clears throat> they found Martin lying on his back. His arms were outstretched, kind of like in a cross-like fashion. Uh, and he had saliva and blood around his mouth. There was no sign of a struggle, surprisingly, and his clothes were intact. There was no external injuries either, except from, or aside from a bruise on the knee. And that was seemingly unrelated because it was a little old, a little yeah. yellow. Mm-hmm. So this stumped police. They were like, what the fuck happened? There's a child laying here. He's got blood around his mouth. And there's like no signs of struggle. Well, there were empty pill bottles in the rubble in the house, so police originally thought it could have been an accidental poisoning. That's why there was not a lot of heat on, oh my god, there's a fucking child killer in the area, you know? Um, So, Gordon Collinson, a worker from the electricity board, ran and called an ambulance and CPR was administered. By another citizen of the area. Yeah. Uh, people were shouting up and down the street, and June and Rita, which is his mother and his aunt, uh-huh. uh, came running, and the amulets arrived within minutes. Uh, an attempt to revive him was made, but unfortunately, Martin was already deceased by the time he was found. Oh, no. Yes, yeah, so there was... Uh... Afterwards, um, Mary and Norma broke into a local nursery, and they left notes confessing to the crime, <laughs> which they found at a later time. Yeah. Uh, so the notes that they did leave, they're scribbly in child handwriting, and we'll post pictures of them. They're pretty fucking creepy. One of them said, we did murder Martin Brown. Fuck off, you bastard. Oh my gosh. I know. Uh, one of them said, fuck off, we murder. And then one of them said, I murder so that I may come back. What? That is so weird. What does that even mean? What does that mean? I murder so that I may come back. Whose children is this? Yeah. Like, she's just weird. What? This is the devil's child. That's what I'm saying. Did you ever play Lucius? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> if you ever played Lucius, you know what I'm talking about. Like, uh...
1: Anyway, yeah. so that
0: was the death of Martin Brown. That's so again, the police thought it was an accidental poisoning. They're not on the lookout. They're just like, oh, this was a terrible tragedy that happened for the community. Whatever. Because yeah. they didn't find the notes until later. Uh-huh. Um, so for the second victim, uh, again, nine weeks later, Brian Howe was three years old in four months. A baby. Why? A little baby. Yeah, I know. He was killed on July 31st, 1968. Um, he lived with his single father, Eric, seven-year-old brother, mm-hmm. Norman, 14-year-old sister, Pat, and an older brother, Albert. Uh, they lived on White House Road, mm-hmm. which is the, the same road. That- yeah. Um, his mother had left them when Brian was a year and a half old, so she didn't, he didn't really grow up with a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, he was mostly cared for by his older sister, Pat, Albert's girlfriend, and Rita, which is Martin, the first victim's aunt. So there was a connection because everyone knows each other. Yeah. And, um, Rita would actually babysit.
1: That's weird.
0: Yeah. Brian was best friends with Rita's three-year-old Son John, so baby, so Rita babysat and saw Brian pretty frequently. Yeah. So there's already like a connection between the two. Oh my gosh! Imagine being Rita. Imagine I losing two. First, of you the... deny someone butter, and they die. Yeah. And then I'll get into how she. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's. <laughs> I know Rita let's probably get feels get really Let's get going, guys. Let's... Let's get into it. (laughs) Um, They lived at number 64 White House Road. um, And the morning of the murder, Rita had gone to knock on the door of number 64 and nobody answered. Uh, She was just checking in because the woman at the nursery was wondering where Brian was. She had been like, Rita had gone to drop off John and the lady at the nursery was like, hey, have you seen Brian? And Rita was like, no, I hadn't. So she had gone to check in on him. It was a school holiday, however. The nursery was still open. So, Rita had assumed that Pat was just sleeping in. The yeah, older sister who was sister. supposed to take care of him. Um, so, around lunchtime, uh, Brian and John, um, Brian, the child, John, yeah. Rita's son, were out and about playing in the area. Rita went looking for them around 9, or sorry, around 1.30 p.m. that day, and she found them at a work site where workmen were pulling down old houses on St. Margaret's Road. Okay. So... She recalls going off, Rita, on the workers for allowing the children to play in such a dangerous area. And she also hit both John and Brian so hard that my hand stung, is what she said. Because she wanted to punish them for being in that area. Yeah. Yeah. So she took them home, put John to bed, and gave Brian some biscuits. um, With with butter? No. (laughs) Well, No their, butter! <laughs> their biscuits are like cookies. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I even put in parentheses, I'm assuming cookies, but yeah. I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm assuming cookies. Yeah. I for... yeah, see, our biscuits are like <laughs> fluffy and breakfast style. Yeah, we got them Pillsbury biscuits. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, uh, she hit them so hard that her hand stung, and she told Pat whenever she dropped Brian off, I already punished him for this. You don't need to do any corporal punishment. Um, it is not known if Brian had made it home or not because Rita had told Pat that at a later time Mm -hmm. because Pat had gone into town with some friends knowing that Irene was home. Yeah. Which was um, Albert, the older brother's girlfriend. Yeah. So children on the street did say they saw him hanging around and playing in the street on and off in the early afternoon. He was playing with his brother Norman and two little girls on bikes Mm -hmm. that Mm. they had seemed to have known. Yes. Yes. Their dog Lassie was also with them, so nobody was worried because they're like, oh, it's just a bunch of kids playing. They have their dog exactly like fine. why would you worry about that why would why you would worry you about, about your kids your playing routine? with other kids yeah, yeah well yeah. That's, that would be like the last thing on your mind that oh this 11 year old girl is gonna kill my child exactly like, no like you're not it's thinking just like, that. oh they're just they're just playing around there's a dog exactly. everyone's having fun like as long as they're home by the time the street lights are on that's fine that's what i'm saying exactly uh so around 5 p.m pat was making tea and she had gone into the streets calling and looking for brian to return home mm-hmm. mary bell was sitting outside and talking with a girl whose younger sister had frequently hung out with Pat. So she was just, you know, hanging out and talking. Uh, Pat asked Mary if she had seen Brian around. Mary responded, saying she hadn't, but she would help Pat search for the young child. Yeah. Norma Bell also joined in the search party and walked with them for a little bit, calling out for Brian. Where are you, Brian? Oh my god, they knew exactly where. Mary suggested that Brian could be playing behind the blocks down there. Uh, but Norma, who baby, Norma, Norma Bell, the best friend, Mm -hmm. babysat Brian often. What the fuck? Exactly. She babysat him often and was like, oh no, he never goes over there. It's too dangerous. And Pat, the sister, was like, yeah, he wouldn't go over there. Keep that in mind. Okay. By the blocks. I'm keeping it in mind. Um, Pat and them decided to look until 7pm, and then they called the police, because they'd been looking for two hours. Yeah. Um, Brian had not been found, and police were notified. Uh, Police later found him at 11.10 p.m. between two rectangular concrete slabs. So is that the blocks? The blocks. The slabs were located on a patch of wasteland that locals referred to as the Tin Lizzie, And that's what Mary had been referring to, and she was like, oh, he might be down by the blocks playing. Mm. Why would you give away your, (laughs) your location of your murder? Yeah. Makes no sense. Maybe she had just been like, oh, you know, he's over there. Maybe they go look and find him. What if she wanted to watch someone find him? That honestly is probably a possibility. Yeah. Because it's fucking, she's so twisted. And (coughs) I got most of, I'll I'll go into it later. Okay. Uh, Brian was found laying on the ground. Mm -hmm. His left arm was stretched out away from his body and his hand was black with dirt. As though he had been like scrambling in the dirt, like trying to grab anything. Yeah. Again, he's a three-year-old. Yeah, he's a three-year-old. Uh, nearby on the grass was a pair of scissors. One of them had the blade broken and the other was bent back. Yeah. Mary had carved the letter M into his stomach. Yep. And she had also, um, there were clippings of his hair found at the scene. So she had just been playing around with the body. Uh, Brian's lips were blue and there were scratch marks on his nose and traces of blood foaming surrounding his mouth. There was also pressure marks and scratches on both sides of his neck. And he was pronounced dead at the scene. I don't like that. Yeah, she was, I want to reject reject this whole case. I know. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that's I was fine. just sitting here thinking about how tiny his little baby hands yeah. are. Like, like, like it's probably the size of my hand when his hand is like stretched out. Yeah, that's so sad.
1: Okay. I did, um,
0: I know, it's really I sad. I gotta not get sad right now. I'm so it's okay, it's okay. We'll have a better case. <laughs> week. We'll have a good one next week, I just <laughs> sort sword <of>, I guess. <laughs> so, there were differing accounts. Um, one of which being that there is a possibility that she may have mutilated his genital area oh. with the scissors. I've read in some... In some... Sources that she did mutilate and some that he didn't and it was just the M, but there is a possibility that she carved the M in his chest and mutilated his genitals with the scissors. That's freaking terrifying. Yeah, it's literally disgusting. Uh, During the investigation, a boy came forward and states that he had seen what Mary did to Brian Howe. (gasps) Yeah. Mary later told the police that she tells her victims that they have a sore throat and she massages it so she can make it go away. She then strangles them. Uh, and apparently the boy had unknowingly corroborated that during his report because he had been like, I saw her massaging their neck and then just strangling them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Brian Howe's coffin was brought out of the house, the chief inspector who was on the case, Detective Chief Inspector James Dobson, was watching Mary because he had had previous suspicions because mm-hmm. she was just very interested in the case. She had asked so many questions regarding Martin and Brian. Yeah. She was just a little too into it for the town. Everyone's yeah. like, mm. So they brought Brian's coffee out, and she, this is a direct quote from him, she stood there laughing, laughing and rubbing her hands. I thought, my god, I've got to bring her in, she'll do another one. So she was laughing when they brought out the three-year-old's coffin. Like a little fucking villain. Like a little fucking villain. Like a little evil smurf. That's terrifying. Yeah. You know, crazy adults are one thing that's that's terrifying but children children, what have you seen right like i mean well obviously she went through a lot a lot of trauma yeah and i don't know oh keep going i'm sorry uh so she was arrested um and on hearing of her arrest one of mary's previous school teachers went and looked back through her exercise books and he actually found that Mary had written about Martin's death and drawn doodles of the scene that had never been released to the public. That was later brought to trial. Yeah, yeah. Because they were like, how did she know these details? Exactly, yeah. If she wasn't there. Exactly. She didn't even find him. Exactly. Apparently. Just... So let's get into the trial. Yeah. I want to hear about the trial. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, it is pretty fucking short because... What are you, you looking at it? I was looking at the time, but it was moving so quickly. Oh, okay. Uh, so the trial itself um, was pretty short. Uh, it was only nine days long, mm-hmm. and then they decided for uh, for two fucking murders of children. That is pretty quick. Yeah, that is pretty quick. So the original trial was held on. December 19th, 1968. All of this happened in the same year. Dang, that was quick. Exactly. Yeah. Normally people, like, await trials for a while. No. They're like, let's get this bitch in and out. Mm-hmm, good. She's evil. Good. <laughs> they held it at court two at Newcastle's Assizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the court heard testimony over nine days. Um, some evidence that was brought up in trial was that gray fibers from one of Norma's, sorry, gray fibers from one of Mary's wool dresses was found at both seams. Oh. And it, since it is the 60s, you can't do a lot with fiber... DNA. DNA. Well, or is it? It's not really D- yeah, fiber evidence, yeah. You can't do a lot. But they're like, uh, it matches her skirt. I'm about to sneeze. Okay. Getting back into it. Sorry, we had to sneeze. <laughs> yeah, I had to sneeze, sorry. Uh, so some of the evidence, of course, was the gray fibers from one of mary's wool dresses that was found at both scenes um mary had actually asked family members if she could see the bodies what yeah and her family members snitched on her they were like this weird bitch asked us if she could see the bodies okay well good i'm glad they snitched snitched on her uh and there was also maroon fibers from norma's skirt and those were found on brian's shoes so that was just a few pieces of evidence, mm-hmm. as long as, as well as with the writings on the wall, the drawings in Mary's book, and just the overall creepiness. What writings on the wall? The writings that they found in the derelict houses, or the sorry, the when they broke into the nursery, and they wrote the, we murder. Oh, that so was that on the wall. Back, yeah, they wrote that on a wall. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like on a piece of paper. No, 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 no. no. They wrote that on a wall because they're oh, fucking weird. Not they had all that evidence. You know the fibers, the writing on the wall of the houses, or sorry, the nursery. Um, as well as, you know, the family members being like, this bitch is weird as fuck. Yeah. Uh, people who attended the trial and listened to both girls' testimonies all pointed out the same thing. Mary spoke intelligently, coldly, and was even sometimes witty. Yeah. What the frig? Like, being funny in trial. She's, like, making jokes about it? Yeah. Norma was seen as a pathetic child who is overwhelmed by trial. And that was a quote from one of the court (laughs) attendees. (laughs) Okay, that's kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But it's also like, damn. And in in the books that I read to research, but I'll I'll go back, I'll get into that at the very end. But um, Mary admitted in the book uh, during her interviews that her and Norma actually did laugh during trial. When they would bring up certain questions or certain evidence, they would laugh. They didn't know oh. why. They just thought it was funny. Oh. Okay, so they're just just I, killing a three and a five year old. With they're hilarious. just vile little monsters. Yeah. 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 Uh, during trial, two court-appointed psychiatrists actually labeled Mary as a psychopath. Words used to describe her in court were vicious, cruel, terrifying, and even wicked. Yeah, she was just fucking weird. The jury took a little under four hours to determine the verdict mm-hmm. after hearing all of the evidence. Norma Bell was acquitted after trial, um, as she was considered simple-minded and just kind of followed in Mary's footsteps. Yeah. She didn't actually, uh, take part in she really any of the murders. She was just kind of, like, holding them down. Yeah. Know? I mean, well, that is kind of taking part, yeah, but, but it, I understand- She's just a big dum-dum. Yeah. And she's 11. So, like, a smart-ass 11-year-old. Norma was a little older, so she was 12. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mary Bell was found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to life in prison. Dang. Yeah. But I'll, I'll go into the aftermath of how much she actually served. Yeah. Uh, and keep in mind that in court, they did not bring up a single lick of Mary's childhood upbringing or trauma because it wasn't known at the time. Yeah. So they really had something to go on. All they had to go on was this 11 year old just fucking snapped and killed two kids. Mm -hmm. Why would she do this? They didn't know she had a prefrontal cortex injury. Didn't bring up the fact that her mother, you know, had her sexually abused for years on end and mistreated her. Which that definitely is a factor. It definitely is a factor. To the trial, I think. Absolutely. Um, Because she's still, like, a baby herself. Like, you know how it's always, like, I always feel bad for the the younger serial killers. Like, when they're children, I feel mm -hmm. bad for them. But then it's, like, they get older and they do these terrible, heinous things. But she's still a baby. she's still a a child. Yeah. She's still a child, which is so crazy. Yeah. But, you know. Um, so, Mary spent ages 11 to 16 in a secure unit, which is defined by the author of the book that I researched, as a locked educational establishment where children are held for serious offenses. They do not offer psychiatric care in that facility. Oh. So, it's just locking them up. That, that, that would make them worse in my I opinion. I know. It should be uh, it like counterproductive. It yeah, it does, definitely. Um, so, after age 16, she was sent to a maximum security women's prison, uh, Her Majesty prison Ashcombe Grange located in Ashcombe Richard UK. She was released from that detention center in nineteen eighty at the age of twenty three. Okay, she was released. So she was released after twelve years and she is currently out now. Did she have any rehabilitation of any kind? No she did not not court appointed at least. Okay. Um so she was released um and she's currently out now. She's still alive. Uh she is under witness protection so her name has changed, her identity has changed. Uh, She did have a daughter. Mm. Fun fact, Mary Bell's daughter was born on May 25th, 1984, exactly 16 years after she committed the murder of Martin Brown. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That's the universe telling her, like, you're going to remember. Yeah, Yeah. you will remember. Uh, Mary's daughter was also not aware of her mother's crimes until she was 14 years old because media found Mary Bell and bombarded her. Oh, no. And Mary had to tell her daughter. What happened? Imagine that, being freaking 14 and you find out your mom murdered two babies Two babies. At 11 years old. Yes. Damn. Do we know if she's tried again? For what? If she has tried again. Oh, no, 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 no. She At least from what anyone can tell, she hasn't tried again. Okay, good. Yeah. I think it was just kind of like a two-off thing.
1: She but
0: I, I genuinely think that she should have Receive psychiatric care in the end definitely yeah i 100 percent believe that because like i mean yeah she spent 12 years in prison but but like how is what are you rehabilitated from if you're not yeah. receiving the mental exactly and, that you and the fact that she got put into like basically isolation for the yeah. first four years or yeah. whatever of her she's probably just like what the fuck's going on exactly dude you know i don't know i just i feel like especially ch- child Criminals can be rehabilitated. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, they're so young, and, like, they can be put into better situations. Exactly. Moldable. They're moldable. But, like, in a a not-a-weird-way. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, you can, you can, like... You can teach them right from wrong. Exactly. You can show them the errors that they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's a little harder when people are actually fully grown, and their brain is fully developed. Exactly, exactly. I feel like if she would have gotten the psychiatric care that she needed during her stay in like a prison or whatever she probably would have I don't know I guess I guess she's okay now yeah yeah I mean I'm sure she's fine now. I'm sure she seeks therapy on her own time hopefully hopefully yeah um and by the way the book that I used for a majority of my research um I used two books uh one of them being Cries Unheard uh Why Children Kill by Gitta Cerini the other being The Case of Mary Bell also by Gitta Cerini yeah uh she's like a renowned author mm-hmm. mostly for world War Two research and like the holocaust yeah uh she's she's really beautiful writing i love her she's very in depth um but i can definitely tell from her book especially cries and heard she's very biased just because yeah, she's how? followed the case for so long she, she's biased against mary she's, or biased, for mary she's for mary okay she and i mean if you read the books it definitely does sway you like i think mary is not inherently evil, I should say. No, I don't think she would have been if she wouldn't have been abused so much by her mother. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, And they they touch a lot on that in the book, Mm -hmm. on how things could have changed if that hadn't happened. Yeah, this is definitely a nurture-type situation. Oh, nature versus nurture, nurture for sure. Mm -hmm. Because if she wouldn't have sustained that head injury, then she probably would have not done this. Not done this, at least. Yeah. I genuinely think, you know, brain injury, sexual abuse, trauma from mother... Toxic cocktail, like I said earlier. Exactly, like, yeah. Like, it's just, it's crazy mm-hmm. how that happened. It's very sad, um, the victims of the family. And there was an uproar whenever Cries Unheard was published because Mary Bell did receive payment for that. Oh. Yeah. I don't know about because that. Because it, it was after the fact when she had gotten out and done the interviews. So, Guinness already did pay her. Okay, okay. So, she has, like, royalties and stuff. See, I kind of... Oh, no, I... Like, I want to say have received payment for yeah. giving your story on how you killed two children. Yeah. I want to I want to be like okay well she just got out of prison she probably needs the money but then it's like she murdered two kids. She, murdered, she, she doesn't deserve it. it. She doesn't yeah. deserve it. Yeah. yeah. I wish but it also, would've. she was 11 when she killed them. It's just such an it's, interesting... That's it's why I think this case. Yeah, I know. It is a really good it's case. It's such like, a, like, double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Like, 11-year-old fucking evil, but also very traumatic growing up. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a lot of components that you have and to think And before she started committing the crimes, her trauma had only... It probably hadn't finished. But, no, absolutely but she But she had stopped being sex- sexually assaulted at 8, mm-hmm. so just 2 years prior. Well, well, 3 years prior. Yeah. And so it's like... She's probably she was probably still healing from all of that, and I don't know why she chose to cope in this way. I, but, I sincerely doubt she did any type of healing. Because yeah. what she could, what could she have done? Yeah. I mean, what her mother she was healed? still a yeah. sex worker. Her mother still treated her the way that she did. Mm-hmm. And I mean, growing up, she saw her mother being abused by all the guys that would yeah. come for sex work. Yeah. So she was probably like, oh, that's. How you treat people, mm-hmm. you're just fucking shitty to them. That's how she was raised. And yeah, she had her stepdad Billy, but like you said, he was a he was a criminal. Yeah, and as he a, went away a for a criminal, while. So yeah. he was gone for a while, and he I guess he couldn't really he couldn't do much her. to help her. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just it's a very fucked up case. Yeah, which is why I picked it because <laughs> I I want to I want to be like okay, she was a baby, but then it's like she killed babies. She killed babies. She killed baby babies. Yes, as a baby herself. Exactly. So it's like she's evil. It's just. But she's not but, evil. But it's like... But that was an evil action. It really... She, actions. She did it twice. She did many evil things. Like, it, Especially like, during Moan the trial, too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just so much... And in the book, she talks more about how she felt during the whole thing. Um, and Gina Sereni actually does describe her as acting in a childlike fashion. Oh, so not, she's probably regretted. Yeah, like the way that she speaks and like holds herself. She acts like a child. Mm. So again, sh- it's probably a regression due yeah. to trauma. Exactly, yeah. It's just such an interesting case. It is very. Interesting. If you have time to read these books, I highly recommend it. Do you have highly recommend on, it? Like, so I found uh, "Cries Unheard" on Open Library, which is an archived um, government website where mm-hmm. you can actually get the books for freezies. Nice. Because I was going to rent it from a library, I called five local libraries <laughs> within like a. 40 mile radius and not a single one of them had a copy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think you can order it on Amazon. I just did not want to wait. But Open Library has it for free. Open Library has it for free. Awesome. It is just a digital copy. I'm going to give that a little rate I have the link I can send it to you. Cool. Yeah. Email that to it me. It is so good. But again, it's biased. Yeah. And you can definitely tell when you're reading the book. Well, I mean, as long as you're aware of the bias. As long as you're aware. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're aware of the bias, then you can get the information and pick out what you know would be swayed. Abs- it is. yeah it is like blue suede pants oh really yes it's just a lot it is a lot uh the case of mary bell her first book her first book her first book is a lot more black and white cases mm-hmm. or facts of the actual case yeah i'll she read research. that one first yes please yeah. read that one first that one's really great it goes into a lot more detail on the the fucking trial, the and evidence. That, the and that's police, why children murder? No, that is just the case of Mary Bell. Oh, okay. Uh, and I didn't want to go into super duper noop doop doop detail because it literally would have been a two-potter. Yeah. Um, two-potter. Two-potter. A two-potter. <laughs> that was an interesting case. Thank you. That was a, 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 a... I'm glad that I heard it. Yeah. But I have very mixed and feelings she is about such it. such a beautiful child. When you see a photo of her... Yeah. like, damn. Here, she's I'm... She's evil? I'm gonna Google a picture Look on Trello. Oh, yeah, it's on Trello. Trello is the app that we use... <laughs> to be organized. Sponsored. No, I'm just kidding. Did <laughs> wish. Trello. Hey, sponsor Trello. us. <laughs> Trello, please. We love your app. Just, just a crumb. <laughs> she's really beautiful. Um, and it, it's just really sad to see how that affected her. It's really sad to see that any child has to go through that in the first place. Um... So yeah. this is the blocks right here. Yes. Yeah, that's... Okay, Those so... These are the wastelands where Brian was found. These are the the notes. Mary was cute. She's beautiful. Just look at her little bob! I know, she had a cute little bob. Oh my She's gosh. beautiful, like a little petite doll. I know this picture is in, like, black and white, but you can tell she has, like, the most rosy red little lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that sucks that she's so cute. I know. It's very sad. Uh, thank you guys for uh, listening. Yeah, to <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I hope you guys can bear it with us. I know it was yes. a very sad case, very but sad. But it's one that needs to be talked about because you Absolutely. know because of the trauma that uh, Mary endured and because of like you know and also remembering the victims. Yes, remembering the victims of of course. You should not erase cases, even if they're traumatic. They should always be spoken about. Exactly. Exactly. Uh. So I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> it. Um. Our next case, uh, I think Reese is going to do it the next case. Yeah. I think we're going to just switch off for the time being. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, we'll try to do shorter cases just so these next few episodes are an hour, 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 hour. Yeah, you guys exactly. have a few yeah. 30, 45 minute ones in there. I might try to do like a 30, 30 minute one. I don't know if I'm going to do like a paranormal thing next yeah. week Ooh. or if I'm going to do like another murder case or something like that. I might do a case of survival, you know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But we'll figure it out because I, I have a few cases that I have been looking at. Yeah. But none of them have really like jumped out at down me. Jumped out at you? Yeah. Cause, <sighs> cause I know it's such a sad case. I feel like I just ugh. I feel like a slug now. But now I can breathe because I was holding my breath the whole time. I was I like, know, you know, "These babies." Was I, I know, I know. I'm it's so just sad. very sad. But yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for uh, you know, remembering Martin Brown and Brian Howe with us. Yes. Uh, they, they deserve do. to be remembered. Those they sweet do. poor little babies. Those little babies. Mm-hmm well on that note on that note <laughs> we very see, sad note a very sad note we'll see you guys in a couple weeks yeah we'll see you guys uh, whenever thanks for listening all right make sure you leave a review <laughs> <laughs> all right bye guys bye bye, bye.